Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Three Championship Drive podcast on YouTube, hosted by me, Lance Caparossi. Follow me on Twitter, at Lance Caparossi. You can see how to spell the name on the screen right there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Three Championship Drive, and do me a favor, tell a Pistons fans. And also, subscribe if you watched the Kings versus Pistons game last night. You're a sicko if you did so. So the Pistons started the game firing on all cylinders against the Kings. It was incredible to see them. Like the tweets started pouring in about how much better this team might look with Kate. And I know most people were joking when they said that, but there were a couple serious ones out there. The Pistons scored 47 points in the first quarter, which is a team record. The bad boys, the going to work squad, none of those teams, the Grant Hill Teal era days, None of them scored 47 points in the first quarter, but a Cade Cunningham less Pistons scored 47. It was incredible. I had a little bit of faith that they were going to beat the Sacramento Kings. That is when I was pulled into the game, just seeing that first quarter. I thought we were actually at the end of the first half when I saw the 47 points, because that's how bad the Pistons have been this year. But 47 points in the first quarter, but then let me tell you, the drought happened. The Pistons didn't score a basket beginning with 740 left in the second quarter. After scoring 47 points in the first quarter, they scored 18 in the second. The shots just stopped falling. The turnovers started piling up. The rotation, the bench unit, the famous bench unit that Monty loves to play every single game was out on the floor it was just it was a dumpster fire it was a car accident that you couldn't that you couldn't take your eyes off when you're driving down the highway it was just incredible the kings went on a 35 to 5 run during that time the drought lasted get this for 10 minutes in 42 seconds according to the bally sports broadcast and during this time, the Kings came back from being down 19 and then took a three-point lead 
ending the first half 68 to 65. It was, I, I can't believe I watched it after them scoring 47 points in the first quarter, 19 in the second quarter. That's more of the Pistons that I remember watching throughout this entire season. Then in the third quarter, things got a little better. Thanks to Alec Burks and Joe Harris, a.k.a. Beef Jerky Joe, who found a shot and earned all $19 million he'll make this season. Alec Burks went 4-for-4 four four from the field. Joe Harris went 3-for-4 four four from the three-point line. That's what he's known for, shooting those threes. The shots came alive for him. It was incredible. This was a moment, too, watching that third quarter, especially near the end. I was like, dude, you know what? They might have it. Both teams scored 30 in that. King still had a three-point lead. And there was, I think it was like two minutes, maybe three minutes, where the Pistons held them to nothing, and they went on a little run of themselves. And I thought, holy crap, momentum is on Detroit's side. The first home game of that three-home game stretch, we might actually pull it off against the Sacramento Kings, the fifth best team in the Western Conference, a playoff team. And I had hope. But, man, that hope went away quickly. In the fourth quarter, the Kings scored 33 points to the Pistons' 15. The Pistons also had seven of their 21 turnovers in this quarter. And really, there isn't much say to that. It was what we all expected in the fourth quarter. I saw some people tweeting out, and posting on social media pretty much throughout the day that this was a winnable game. I don't know what anybody was talking about. I don't I I mean other than in the first quarter which caught everybody off surprise, by surprise I should say, I didn't think this game was winnable. I didn't at all. I I think I predicted on the last podcast that the Kings would win 124 to 108. And let's see the final score here. They won 131 to 110. So I was close. I was close. Kings put up a little bit more points than I thought. We did get to see Jaden Ivey do his thing. He had 22 points, I think six rebounds and five assists. Now he did have four turnovers and two steals. But the thing that I loved about this game was that he recognized that there was no shot blocker out on the floor. Because Sabonis is not a shot blocker, he is an offensive machine, but he is not a defensive player. He's not going to hurt you on that side. He'll hurt you on the rebounds, but he won't hurt you by protecting the rim. And Jaden Ivey recognized this. He was getting to the rim, getting downhill, finishing there, getting to the free throw line, where I believe he had six attempts in that game. So he was doing his thing. This was like a vintage rookie year Jaden Ivey that we were seeing. And honestly, like, I didn't hate it. I liked seeing Jaden Ivey perform this way. It's fun when he is playing at his best when he's one of the guys that you can rely on in a game now hopefully you know when Cade comes back from his injury we'll continue to see this progression from Jaden Ivey I mean by all accounts it was a good game Boyan had 26 in the game he had five rebounds two assists three steals one in the one steal in the first quarter and this was my favorite play of the game I tweeted out immediately he steals the ball, he pushes it up the floor, and then he recognizes that the defender was chasing him from behind, so he quickly dumped it off to Jalen Dern, who was trailing, and he flushed it home for two. I believe Sabonis was the trailing defender, so Boyan could have probably still finished at the rim, 
if he wanted to. But again, let's get back to Jaden Ivey just for a brief moment. He played well. I just loved seeing him attack the rim again. I loved seeing him play free where, you know, he could live with the mistakes because they really didn't have anybody else to, you know, put in for him. You know, you did see Killian Hayes. You did see a little bit of Marcus Sasser. But Jaden Ivey, he had a good game. I want to give him credit for that. I want to point it out to Boyan as well, too. Jalen Dern had a double-double. That's his thing. We're getting accustomed to it. We did get to see a matchup that I had talked about on the last podcast that I did when I did the Kings versus the Pistons preview podcast that I dropped earlier earlier yesterday. We got to see Asar Thompson defend De'Aaron Fox, and I thought he did pretty well. And I looked up the numbers because I already posted on NBA.com. You just got to go to the matchup, to the head-to-heads, and you got to just sort through all the names because there's a lot of them. Now, he only defended him for like a minute and I think 16 seconds. I'm doing this off memory. But he forced a turnover and he forced De'Aaron Fox to miss two shots. Now, I'm not saying Asar Thompson defending De'Aaron Fox would have changed the outcome of the game. Kings would have won this no matter what. But I really thought it was an opportunity for Monty and the Pistons to showcase Asar Thompson and develop him a little bit. I thought it would have been, you know, because... Even some of my favorite podcasts that I listen to when they talk about Asar Thompson, they all talk about the defensive things that he can do. That's what they talk about. And if other people that don't watch the Pistons as closely as us fans, and we recognize it, but now they're recognizing it, then that means Monty should recognize it, and they should put him out there. Asar Thompson, I'm not going to say he's one of the best defenders in the NBA, but he does a pretty damn good job of defending guys one-on-one when the when the refs swallow their whistle a little bit. And that will happen more and more as he progresses throughout his career. But I just would have loved to see him get more of an opportunity to take on one of the best guards in the NBA because I believe that he could have done it. And even though there's not a huge sample size of it, and it's only two shots and one turnover, he did a pretty good job on him. And I think that's something we could have saw more in. Hopefully that becomes more of a wake-up call as the season goes on, and we'll see Asar Thompson getting the getting the honor to defend some of the NBA's best, because I want to see it, and I think all Pistons fans should want to see that. I do got to point out Sabonis' game, though. He had his 23rd triple-double as a member of the Sacramento Kings. He finished with 37 points, 13 assists, and 10 rebounds. I'm only bringing up his stats because – it's an incredible game, and I said on last yesterday's podcast that someone was going to have an incredible game. Keegan Murray also poured in 32. He shot the ball really well. That ignited a lot of old tweets or receipts, as some of us like to call them, of Pistons fans saying, told you, this was the guy that I wanted, and here's why. But he went fourth, Jaden Ivey went fifth. We didn't have an opportunity to draft Keegan Murray unless we traded up in that draft. But he had a great game. But the reason I'm bringing up Sabonis' stats is because after the game, and I tweeted this out, I believe I tweeted this out, at least I liked it, so I've recognized it. But Jalen Duran, during his press conference, he was asked a question like, how tough was it to defend Sabonis in this game? And his response was, he isn't that hard to defend. I don't understand it because when I was watching it and the stats speak for themselves, that looked like a pretty tough cover. And for Jalen Duran, I don't know. I'm just a little disappointed that that's how he would react to it. 
it would have been kind of cool for him to be like, you know what, I learned a lot. He's a tough guy. I underestimated him, even though he is an all-star caliber player. And, you know, he cooked me. I would have respected a little bit more. But just to go out and say, like, ah, it wasn't that tough. He's not that good. Or whatever he said. That's just, man, you're lying to yourself. And you're lying to all of us. And that's something that might even be, to me, more of a bigger disappointment than the Pistons losing. Because I already expected the Pistons to lose. I had already mentally prepared for it. Just like I've mentally prepared this entire season, you know, after, during the 28-game losing streak. But Jalen Duran, Sabonis. It was a fun matchup. Sabonis got the best of them. And I think this is a wake-up call, too, for a lot of Pistons fans, including myself, that think that thought Jalen Duran could be one of these better defenders in the NBA. Now, there's still time, but typically when a big man comes into the NBA without having those defensive instincts – where they're not like embedded in them at a young age, it's hard for them to develop it in the NBA. And I think what we'll see from Jalen Duran, I'll talk more about this on a later episode, because I really want to think this through before I say anything, but I'll give it a little teaser. I just think we're going to see a guy that stuffs the stat sheet. He's going to be an incredible lob threat. We're going to really see him develop his offensive game because that's typically what happens when a guy enters the NBA. But as for him being one of these better defenders, you know, locking down the other team's big man, I just don't know if that's going to happen consistently throughout his career. Now, he is only 20 years old, and I could be wrong. I've taken a lot of L's on a podcast before, and I'll own up to him. So maybe it happens, but I just don't really see it from Jalen Duran. I don't know if I see that that type of dog in him that we've seen in other great defenders. Now, he could be average, he could be good, but I just I just don't know if I see it from Jalen Duran. And I think this was a clear example of, you know, throughout the game, you can watch a lot of film on a guy, and you can say, okay, this is what he likes to do, whatever. But during the game, you're going to see some things, and you have to adjust. I did not see adjustments from Jalen Duran in this game when he was defending Sabonis. And that's what... You know, that also is something that disappoints me because I really want the best for Duran. I want him to be the most complete player he can possibly be. But also, I'm also setting myself up not to be disappointed if it doesn't happen, if that makes sense to you guys listening right now. But let's get on to this. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cade Cunningham, there's an injury update. He will be out seven to ten days with a left knee strain. I believe I said sprain on the last podcast. That's an incorrect. That was my bad. I misread that. I also did say I thought he'd be out four to six weeks, which might have been a little bit of, you know, that might have been pretty bad. That might have been a, like an overestimate by me. That was bad. I'll own up to that. Four to six weeks seems a little much. I do think he'll be out longer than seven to ten games just because he's dealt with injuries before. You're going to need him later on. And I'm talking about seasons down the line from now. You don't really need him for this season. It's fun to watch him, and you might get a few more wins when he's on the floor. But, again, you're not really playing for anything. So even though the evaluation was seven to ten days – I would give him a few I would give him a couple of weeks off. And that's what I'm going to say. I mean, I might even still stick to the 4 weeks thing. I could see him taking a month off and I'm perfectly okay with that. It hurts my fantasy team and you know, it might, might it might hurt the viewership a little bit, but that's fine. I just want Cade Cunningham to be healthy. So if the evaluation is correct 7 to 10 days, the next the soonest we could see him back in the lineup is against Minnesota on January 17th, which I believe is next Monday. So, you know, keep your fingers crossed. Maybe we'll see him sooner. I would just like to see him take as much time as he needs to fully heal before he comes back and maybe aggravates that injury a little bit more. Monty said that he watched film and that he doesn't believe that Cade hurt his knee against the Warriors and that Cade has got to build conditioning and stamina to play heavy minutes in the NBA. Well... I will say you also need to you also need to take the players you have on your team and you need to surround him so he can take you know maybe not take a playoff but you know you can use him more as a decoy. You need other guys to step up and Troy Weaver needs to build him a team where even if he is going to play the heavy minutes it's a different type of heavy minutes. Like he's still out there, he's still contributing, he's still doing his thing, but you need to have someone else that can take over so Kate can get a breather even if he's on the floor. And that's where I'll leave this. So we're going to preview, I'm going to preview the next game, tonight's game against the San Antonio Spurs. If you're going to the game, one, you're a sicko, and you're also about to see an alien in real life, and that's Victor Wembenyama. He is just an incredible talent. And before I preview this game, let me give you the injury report as of right now. Cade Cunningham, as you just heard me, he'll be out for this game. Isaiah Stewart is expected to be out with a right, a right great toe strain. Monte Morris is still out. We're still waiting for his first appearance in a Detroit Pistons uniform. I cannot wait for that. And then on the Spurs side, we have C.D. C. Soko. He's out with an ankle. Zach Collins, one of my favorite players, he's also out with an ankle injury. Then Charles Bassey will be out with a knee injury. So both of these teams, the Pistons and the Spurs, are entering tonight's game with losing streaks. The Spurs are on a five-game losing streak, and the Pistons are on a four-game losing streak after just falling to the Sacramento Kings there. Both teams are near the bottom in almost every category. 
statistical category, I should say. <laughs> these are two, seriously, these are like, th- these are the two worst teams in the NBA. Now, Detroit, they show a little bit of fight from time to time. They show a little hustle. They show heart. Doesn't seem like they're giving up in very many games. Now, on the Spurs side, you're seeing a scrappy team where they compete, and they, they are really motivated to prove to people that they belong. And they're led by Victor Wembenyama, who's leading the Spurs in points, rebounds, and blocks with 19, 10, and 3, which is incredible. We haven't seen those numbers since Shaq did it in the early 2000s. I mean, I kind of downplayed Victor Wembenyama's abilities when he was first being drafted. I thought it would take a little bit more time to see this. But, man, he has proven me wrong. Remember how I said I take L's on a podcast? That was one of the L's that I'm taking. it. And, look, I'm correcting myself, and I am atoning to it if you should say. So moving on to like the matchups in this game, I'm really not looking forward to many matchups in this game other than Jalen Duran and Victor Wembenyama. That's the obvious one, the two big men in the middle. I think they're going to battle. You got a very athletic guy in Jalen Duran who's strong, knows how to use his body, can push guys around, and you know he'll go over a few guys. And then there's Victor Wembenyama, who has that skill set where he's stepping back in threes, doing Euro steps on the fast break, pushing the ball in transition. It's going to be a fun matchup between those two. I guess one that I would, you know, could possibly point out is, again, going back to Asar Thompson. Asar Thompson versus Devin Vassell, that should be a fun matchup as well. He's the second leading scorer for the Spurs. I would like to see Asar Thompson given that duty because he can hurt you from a lot of ways Vassell can and Asar Thompson he this is another opportunity to go out there and maybe he's not one of the best players in the NBA but he's one of the Spurs best players and that's what I want to see I just want to see him lock him up for a little bit and see what the numbers are so before I end this podcast I do want to you know do some gambling odds with you guys because who doesn't love that I'm a novice at it hopefully you don't take Anything I say seriously when we do this part of the podcast. So the spread is four as I'm looking at it right now. Spurs are favored by four. The over-under is at 240 and a half points. Man, there's a part of me that wants to take the under just because I don't know if the Pistons are going to shoot 76% from the field like they did in the first quarter to really get things going. I don't know if Alec Burks will go four for four in the third quarter again. He has been shooting the ball great as of late. These last, I think, three or maybe even four games, he's really found his shot again. And even Joe Harris was getting some buckets. And then Boyan, he was shooting the ball pretty well. So I just don't know. I mean, it could carry over in this game, but man... You know, shots at the rim, they're going to be deflected by Victor Wembenyama. We'll see if Jaden Ivey can get, can get going. But also after that, I don't really know where else the offense is going to come. So I'm really leaning towards the under on the 240 and a half, and that could change by the time this podcast comes out. So, but you know what? I'm going to take the over just because that's the American thing to do, right? Who wants to root for a low score? I'm rooting for a high score in this game, so I'm going to take the over at 240. I also don't think it's going to be close. I think the Spurs win by at least six, so I would take the spread at minus four for the Spurs. I'm pretty much picking the Spurs in all of this, and if we're going money line, I'm picking the Spurs to win this game. Now, if I had to pick a score like I did last podcast, 
I do think because these are two incredibly bad defensive teams, and I do like the offensive firepower from the Spurs because you got Victor W, you got Vassell, you got Kelton Johnson, you got a pretty steady point guard in Trey Jones. Like they got they got some options, you know. And I mean, maybe Doug McDermott finds some life too. Who knows? Maybe CD Chetty Osmond comes out and does some things too for the Spurs. But I'm going to say the Spurs win this game, and I'm going to say they score 126 points, and the Pistons go for 117. I picked 108 last. They scored 110 against the Kings. But I think just because both these teams are so bad defensively that you're going to see more scoring in this game. So, like I said, that's my score prediction for this game it's crazy how my memory just loses me right there what did i say 117 for the pistons i think 126 for the spurs feel free to con- drop a comment if i was wrong i don't care why not have some fun with it i appreciate you guys watching and listening but anyways that is my prediction for this game i'm definitely taking the san antonio spurs over the detroit pistons now it is a winnable game for the pistons don't get me wrong. It'd be more winnable if Cade Cunningham was out on the floor. But, man, you're going up against a generational talent in Victor Wembenyama. So why not take the Spurs? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. So, so now that I'm at the end of the podcast, I should tell you where to follow me at. Again, follow me at Lance Caparossi on Twitter. Subscribe to the channel. And then do me a favor, go to Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and subscribe to the Three Championship Drive podcast. Got to get used to saying that name. Then after you subscribe, leave a review, rate us, vote in the polls, and do me another favor, tell a Pistons fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event.
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.